When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to our Tuesday edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. My name is Dan Lobby. Now, normally you would hear our Texter Tuesday edition of the pod today, but with the holiday weekend, we pushed everything back a little bit. Everybody kind of took Monday off. When you cover football these last few holidays before the season starts, you you, you got to take advantage of them. So we pushed everything back a little bit. So today's episode is a little bit different. Uh, Johnny Stanton is a fullback on the Browns roster, and he has a fairly interesting journey to his point in the NFL career. He was a quarterback at Nebraska. He ended up spending time at a junior college and then at UNLV before he earned a tryout with the Vikings during their rookie minicamp. Now he's with the Browns, and now of course the team traded for Andy Janovich as their fullback this offseason. So Stanton's going to have to fight hard to get on this roster however he can, uh, but he's still a really interesting guy, uh, and, and that's why I wanted to talk to him. And also, the reason I bring that up is fans have a chance to win a virtual hangout with him by donating to the United Way of Greater Lorain County. I'm going to tell you how you can enter that to support the United Way of Greater Lorain County and their efforts in COVID-19 relief. And to enter this contest, you visit unitedway.org hangout. Select Johnny Stanton from the list of players and make a donation. Donations start at $10.00. And the chances of winning the virtual hangout increase incrementally with larger donations. Each player offers a list of activities from which winners can choose. And Stanton's activities include a question and answer session, a virtual workout, video gaming session, or cooking class. And all of Stanton's proceeds will support the United Way of Greater Lorain County's United Community Assistance Network, a community collaborative that provides year-round emergency financial assistance for rent, utilities, and other basic needs the You Can Community Collaborative is playing a key role in helping hardworking families overcome financial crises resulting from the COVID-19 pandemic. So again, to check that out, head over to unitedway.org hangout, and to make your donation, you select Johnny Stanton from the list of players. The Sweepstakes is powered by Ascend, and it runs from May 18th to May 31st, so you still have a little bit of time to get in and make those donations. The Hangouts are scheduled to occur between June 1st and June 14th. So because of that, Johnny joined me for a few minutes over the weekend to talk about the hangout, his path to the NFL, some of the things he's into off the field, which are a little different uh, than other NFL players. It's something that has stood out to me as I've seen his Twitter feed since he signed here. Now, before we get to the interview, let me remind you about Football Insider. It's our text subscription service where me, Mary Kay Cabot, Scott Patsko, and Ellis Williams will text you with the latest on the Browns news, analysis, 
what we're thinking, hearing, and more. Uh, you also get a daily newsletter texted to you. It's exclusive content you can't find anywhere else. Uh, you can't find it on cleveland.com slash browns. It's just for our Football Insider subscribers. You also get to text us back, and when we respond, it's directly to you, cutting through the clutter of social media. And we also have events for our Football Insider subscribers, including a special virtual event next week where we're going to talk all things Baker Mayfield, breaking down what he's done, where he's going, and what to expect it should be a lot of fun. You're going to be hearing more about that. If you're already a subscriber, uh, you're going to be seeing about it on cleveland.com slash browns, and it's going to fit right in that window of your 14-day free trial, which you can start by going to cleveland.com slash browns. Click on the box on the right side of the page. It's $3.99 per month after the trial. Or even easier, you can text 216-208-3965 to sign up. Again, to start your 14-day free trial, text 216-208-3965. Now, my interview with Johnny Stanton. Johnny, we appreciate you taking the time. Tell us a little more about this virtual hangout you're doing with the United Way of Greater Lorain County. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I had a previous relationship with United Way through um, an NFL Players Association uh, externship that I had with them last year. Uh, ever since then, I've kept up the relationship, and um, this year when I joined the Browns, uh, recently I got an, invited to do this um, virtual hangout opportunity with um, Greater Lorain County's United Way, which I jumped at that opportunity. I want to be able to help out the United Way as much as possible. Um, and yeah, if you if you put in the $10 donation, you have a chance of winning the raffle um, in which you can uh, get a 30-minute hangout with me virtually. Uh, we have opportunities uh, ranging from a Q&A session, a virtual workout, uh, even something like a video game session or a cooking class. Um, those are kind of the ones that I got to choose, but whoever wins it is more than likely to throw out other options. Um, and uh, I'm up for any of them. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, just, just kind of looking at, uh, of course, looking at your Twitter feed and things like that, it seems like you have a, a lot of varied interests. So there's some things yeah. people can throw out. You mentioned the cooking. Are you, uh, are you much of a cook? Yeah, before before quarantine, um, I didn't quite get to do it as much as I would have liked, um, but I did. Uh, I, I, you know, I would do it every once in a while, maybe cook for my girlfriend or cook for myself on, you know, a night where I don't have a, you know, a meal plan or something set up. Um, and, uh, when, since quarantine started, I've definitely done it, done a little bit more. Uh, I think like everybody has, I think everybody's kind of been testing out their culinary skills ever since quarantine started. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been known to uh, throw a steak on the grill a little bit. All right, let, let, let's get into your background a little bit. Um, and, and then we'll get some back to, to some of your other interests, because obviously, uh, your, your journey to kind of being a fullback slash tight end, kind of kind of do everything type of player. Um, how do you end up going from, you know, a quarterback at Nebraska to switching to fullback with Minnesota? Um, when I was with Nebraska and then switching to junior college and UNLV when I, where I graduated from, uh, quarterback was always my goal uh, to be able to play quarterback in the NFL was, you know, the dream of mine. Um, when I ended up, you know, obviously leaving Nebraska and, you know, at UNLV, things didn't go quite quite the way I, I had planned. Um, you know, plans change. And, uh, you know, I, I think I realized I had to make the decision, but I realized that, you know, my my ultimate goal isn't necessarily to play quarterback in the NFL, but it's to play in the NFL. And I knew that I had the athleticism. I proved it, my, proved it to myself my senior year by playing a number of different positions. Um, and I wanted to uh, I wanted to be able to keep, keep playing football. Um, so I, I made the sacrifice of leaving quarterback which ultimately ended up being a good decision. 
So I, I saw at your pro day, you know, you worked out in a number of different positions, um, yeah. including long snapper. Is, is mm -hmm. that right? Is yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to take anybody's starting long snapping job necessarily, <laughs> but, um, you know, every team needs a backup long snapper in case of emergency. And, um, you know, I, I, I'd love to be able to be um, just bringing a little bit of more uh, versatility. And, um, you know, the more you can do is something that you, people throw around on the practice field or in the meeting rooms uh, a lot is, you know, the more you can do, the, the better off you are. How, how do you prepare for, for a pro day, pro day like that? And, and what kind of feedback did you get? Uh, it's tough. Pro day is um, you're one of uh, your school is one of like a hundred that, that, that scouts are going to every year. So um, you're not going to get like a whole lot of feedback, or at least I didn't, I can't speak for everybody, but um, at my pro day, I knew personally that it went pretty well. Um, I had, I prepared for quarterback. I prepared for tight end and I prepared for long snapper. And on the day of, I got invited to do, um, just as the drills are starting, I got pulled over to do some linebacker as well because I had played some linebacker my senior year and uh, the scout invited me to do some. At that point, I was already exhausted, but I'm not going to tell an NFL scout no. <laughs> so um, I went ahead and did it, um, finished off things with long snapping and took like a three hour long nap afterwards. <laughs> but I, I mean, that's got to that's got to feel good though to have a scout come to you and say hey we want to see what you can do here or because I, I mean I know that happens to guys at pro days but at least there's there's that interest there that we want to see more of you at, at a different yeah, absolutely and it definitely um you know looking back at it, I don't think I necessarily felt it then but looking back at it I definitely um kind of realized like oh you know maybe they kind of saw that uh, versatility in me and maybe I could be moved around a little bit which I ultimately ended up happening after Minnesota yeah so um how, how'd you end up then with with the Vikings after pro day, I got invited to um, Minnesota's mini camp, and I actually got invited while at a CFL mini camp uh, in which I was trying out to play quarterback. Um, I went to Minnesota for the camp. I was playing tight end with um, I was the only guy actually trying out at the position. There were two other guys thrilled. Two, one guy had signed, one guy was drafted, and then another guy who was um, with the teams from last year. So I'm the only guy in the room who's not on the team, and um, having to you know fight my hardest at a position that I've never played before, really going up against draft picks and stuff, you know? Yeah. So uh, I felt like kind of the world was against me, but I, I feel like I kind of thrive in that atmosphere where I'm kind of thought as the underdog. Um, luckily I proved myself enough athletically to be able to um, uh, impress the coaches enough to think that I could play a possibly, possibly play in the backfield at fullback. Now, now, did they invite you right away to OTAs, or did you have to wait a little while? I mean, I know sometimes guys will come out of that rookie camp, and they might not hear something until July or, or whatever. Did, did you kind of get that invite right away? Yeah, so there are two weekends of minicamp uh, throughout the NFL, and a team chooses if they're on the first weekend or the second weekend. Right. Minnesota was on the first weekend, and um, I knew that there was a really, good there a really good chance that I'm sticking around after that, that third and last practice, um, they asked if I could uh, stay there for another night. I was expecting to fly home that day. And I'm thinking, okay, this could be really good. Um, they had me stick around for a physical. Um, and then, at, you know, hours later of, you know, a little bit of anxiety in your chest the whole time, myself and three other guys were assigned to the team as tryout players, um, undrafted free agent tryout players. And uh, I actually went back uh, to Las Vegas after that because I needed to take my finals that week to be able to graduate and walk in graduation and everything. So yeah, I walk in graduation and then like two days later, I fly to Minnesota. Did, were, were they going to use you as a fullback right away? How, how did that sort of, is that how they saw you? Did, 
that they yeah I think uh, for you when you have a, when you have a fullback or at least many positions throughout you know in, in, in the league um, you want to be able to sign a guy for the off season to be able to hopefully prove himself enough to to, to start um, but otherwise you know, have an extra body and CJ Ham was the guy there um, I I knew that you know unless something unless something happened uh, I was probably either going to be put to practice squad or you know something else. Um, and uh, CJ obviously signed a big contract this offseason as one of the best fullbacks in the league. He was he taught me a lot, a lot of what I know now um, about the position. And um, uh, yeah, I I kind of ended up. Um, I think I had a good chance of being able to make practice squad, um, but then in the preseason, I ended up breaking my ankle. How, how tough is that? Because I I mean the road is the road for a guy like you is is tough to begin with, and so to kind of get that opportunity and then you break your ankle. And you've got to deal with all of that. How difficult is it to kind of stay on that path and kind of stick with, you know, keep trying to make it in the NFL? It's, it's tough. Um, but I think at that point, right, right after I got injured, I was expecting, you know, I have, a, I have friends who got injured in the NFL. And then obviously they have to, they, you know, there's kind of two options. You either sign a settlement uh, or you get added to injured reserve, which has its own limitations, especially if they're trying to bring you back and it's not a season-long injury. Um, I was fully expecting to get the settlement and get cut from the team. Um, but the team invited me back to injured, injured, injured reserve, uh, which doesn't, didn't mean I was in Minnesota. I actually went home to recover the, for the rest of the season and watch the game from home. Um, but it, it, it at least told me a little bit about like, you know, them saying that, you know, we think highly of you enough to, you know, keep you, you know, on the roster at least. And, um, obviously after the season, I ended up getting cut, but, um, it, it, it gave me a, more motivation to be able to get back uh, and work hard to, to get healthy again. I, w- I, w- I want to go back to the CFL thing. Was, was there any decision to be made there as far as going to that <laughs> mini camp or maybe trying to play quarterback in the CFL? Um, no, I think once that, uh, once the CFL tryout, um, it didn't go quite as I had planned. Um, and, uh, but the, the, the phone call at the end of the, at the end of the weekend of the, of the mini camp um, really raised my spirits for sure. And, got me motivated to go into Minnesota and work hard to, to get a spot. So working with CJ Ham, like you said, one of the best fullbacks in the game. Um, what, what did you learn from him? Oh man, between him, um, coach Kennedy Palomalo, the running back coach over there, I learned a lot uh, within my first couple weeks because, you know, I had just tried to learn as much as I could about tight end for the last four or five months. Uh, and now I'm switching to a completely different position. Right. Um, the uh you know the, the, he taught me about footwork he taught me about where to keep my eyes he taught me about technique with my shoulder and swinging my arm through and everything like that um once OTAs were over you know probably about a month and a half two months later I come home and um you know I had thought about it when I was in Minnesota but I live uh about five minutes away from uh, an eight-year veteran fullback um Mike Carney um who was with the Rams and with the Saints um, I live, you know, at, at home, I live like five minutes away from him. So I, I hit him up. Uh, I'm like, Hey, would you, would you be willing to help me out and teach me, teach me about fullback until I go back to Minnesota. And that was a huge benefit in, for me, um, being able to learn from him, um, and then go back up to Minnesota and learn even more. So it's been a learning process the whole time, but I'm excited to really be able to, um, test out my skills again, once I get back up to Cleveland. How ultimately did you did you land here in Cleveland? Was it that was it that relationship with Kevin Stefanski that that ultimately brought you here, or or something else? You know, I'd like to think that you know, it has had a, a large part to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was at that point um, 
with the uh, XFL, with the uh, LA Wildcats. And we were just finishing up training camp when I got a call from, from the, um, the Browns saying we'd love to be able to bring you in and hopefully sign you. And I had, unfortunately, I was still under, contra under contract with the XFL. Uh, and I had to, I, it pained me to say, but like, I, had to, I had to say no. Um, a couple days later, though, I end up getting the news that um, the roster got cut and I wasn't with the team. Um, so I immediately called my agent, like, "Hey, call the Browns back. Um, I want to, you know, I, I need, I need to get up in Cleveland." And um, the rest is history. They brought me in about a week later, and um, I got to get to sign. Tell us a little bit about Coach Stefanski. You know, we've we've learned a little bit about him, obviously, but he hasn't been here long. You know, you've gotten to at least see him a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, what what can you tell folks in Cleveland about him? Um, he is extremely knowledgeable. I think that's very obvious from his interviews, from his um, coaching style. Uh, really does uh, command the team in a, a really uh, encouraging and um, a, he's, he's a fun coach to be around. He he's, has a great dry sense of humor that he makes guys laugh, um, especially in the Zoom meetings, does a great job of that. Um, but uh, I think he's doing a really great job of keeping us motivated, keeping us um, uh, focused during this uh, off season, you know, remote, remote training and remote learning uh, time where uh, we're all, uh, you know, having to really self-motivate and, and keep ourselves going. What, what sort of stuff are you doing to kind of stay in shape? Is there, is there a place you're working out at? Do you have to get creative? What, what sort of stuff are you doing? Yeah, there's a little bit of creativity involved. Um, but uh, luckily I'm in an area where um, I'm able to go to parks to be able to work out. I'm able to, I have my strength coach's um, garage, which is a, a great weight room to be able to work out in alone. Um, I really can't ask for anything better than that. Um, and yeah, the team is, is doing a good job of uh, sending us out workouts to do. Um, we send those into the, to the strength coaches, to the, to our position coaches to give us a little bit of feedback on our form for our, like our, our field drills and stuff. Um, I think it's actually working uh, in a really smooth, smooth way right now. And it's going in a good direction. How do you kind of deal with, um, because again, the, the path you're taking to the NFL is really hard, mm -hmm. you know, un, undrafted, you know, you've been cut, ended up on practice squads. You, you mentioned the XFL thing. Um, how, how do you kind of keep yourself from getting discouraged when things maybe don't go your way? You know, it's, it's a little bit cliche, but you have to have a chip on your shoulder. Um, I think every undrafted guy has a chip on their shoulder and, you know, you look at undrafted guys and think like, oh man, they, they really uh, beat the odds to be able to make it in the NFL. And, you know, then I <laughs> look at my own path. I'm like, I had to try out for the NFL. <laughs> you know, it's not exactly the Vince Vapali story where, you know, I just come off the street, but um, I, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm working hard to be able to, to make a team. And uh, I think I, this is, this is my best opportunity to do so. Uh, I'm, I'm really working hard to be able to, uh, you know, continue my dream of playing NFL football. How, how do you kind of make up? I, I mean, I think for having to do this offseason virtually probably is tough for, for somebody like you who's fighting to make the roster because you can't be on the field. And I know, you know, OTAs and mini camps are, you know, there's not a lot of contact and things like that, but it is a chance to get on the field and show what you can do. So how do you kind of make up, I guess, for that gap since we, you have to do everything virtually right now? Yeah, I think um, something that I, that, a little bit of a trap that I've always fallen into, whether it's college or with the NFL is comparing yourself to other people um, on the field, comparing yourself to other guys in your position room. Um, and, you know, anybody, I think most coaches will tell you that, you know, you make your best progress when you're really focusing on yourself and making, um, 
just comparing yourself to what you've what you what you've done and what you can do. Um, and I think this is the perfect opportunity to be able to really put that into practice rather than worrying what, um, other guys are doing around the league or really worrying about what other guys are doing in my, in my room. I'm able to focus on myself. I know exactly what I'm doing. I know how hard I'm working and, uh, I'm accountable for myself rather than to anybody else. Really. So I, I want to talk about some of the, uh, you know, off the top, we mentioned the United Way thing and, and the virtual hangout. And I wanted to talk about some of the things that I've noticed that are a, a little unique, I think, for an NFL player to, to be into. Um, the first thing I'm going to talk about, because I know a little bit about it, and one of the first things when I was scrolling through my timeline and, and I saw a tweet from you was, you're an Animal Crossing fan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've kind of, um, like, like you said, there are some other unique inter interests that are like, you know, <laughs> Uh, that I'm sure you'll get into, but it's, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, I've kind of given up all, all kind of shame with that kind of stuff. Uh, there's no reason to be like ashamed of it. And it's just, you know, you know, why not, you know, get with the rest of the internet and, um, you know, enjoy, uh, enjoy Animal Crossing where this, in this time where we're all kind of, you know, stressed out and um, having to have something to have, having something to relax to, like, you know, just a dumb video game is, uh, is nice. It, I bring it up because it's it's a big deal in my household. My sure. my my daughter's really into it, and I'm addicted to the uh, the turnip market or the stock market or whatever they call it. So oh, yeah, uh, that that's why I kind of stopped in my tracks there. And um, oh, that's interesting. You don't see that see that much from. I'm sure there's others out there, but they they just haven't embraced it online yet. I hope people start tweeting at me their good turnip prices. Yeah, right. That's yeah. I know all about that. The other thing is, um, and this is not one something that I know about, but um, I, and I know you're doing some stuff with this too virtually is uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, yeah. So how how did you kind of get involved in that? And is there? I'm curious if there's maybe like a little NFL subculture there of, of guys that because I remember there was an offensive line room once that I read a story about was really into that um, Settlers of Catan game, which I know is a very a different game, but. Um, you know, if there's maybe a little NFL subculture there of, of Dungeons I, and Dragons. Yeah, I think I've yet to discover it, but um, <laughs> I, uh, um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to be able to find out if there, there are more guys who play it. I know that um, I got into it four years ago, um, and I, it was actually outside of all of the, the pop culture that's really been, like, um, rising around it. TV shows are coming out of people's um, of different streams that are, are happening. I know there's a, there's a stream, a weekly stream called Critical Role that – just raised $10 million through like a Kickstarter um, to be able to make their own like cartoon. And then it got picked up by Amazon. So it's like that, that, you know, crazy stuff like that. And I was able to get in like right before the real um, huge like rise in the amount of people playing. Um, I know that there was an offensive lineman for the Cowboys who just uh, retired Travis Fredericks, I think. Okay. Um, who is uh, who's also a D&D &D fan. Um, yeah, they're, they're kind, kind of, people are starting to come out of the woodworks, uh, who are, you know, Dungeons and Dragons fans. And like I said, there's no reason like for me to feel ashamed about it anymore. <laughs> so it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a fun thing to, to be into. I, I mean, do you, do you feel like that gives you an opportunity to maybe connect with fans in a, in a different way, um, than maybe some other players? Because, you know, I'm sure there's, like I said, the Animal Crossing thing, I'm sure there's a lot of folks out there that are like, oh, yeah, I, I do that, too. Dungeon the Dragon, yeah. same thing. I mean, does it give you a chance to kind of connect with fans in a different way? Yeah, I think so. It's uh, it's fun to be able to, you know, right when I signed with Cleveland, there was a huge, like, swell up of, you know, people in my mentions asking about, like, hey, what, what character are you playing in D&D right now? Or, you know, what's your favorite Gen 3 Pokemon and stuff like that? It's like, yeah, I'm, you know, a little bit of a nerd for sure. But um, I think more people are uh, are than, than would um, they'd like to admit. 
Um, I, I also want to ask you about um, kind of changing gears here. I, I saw that um, you, you advocate a lot for um, transgender kids through as an athlete ally. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how, how did that come about? How, how did you get involved with them? Uh, I got involved with them as I was uh, rehabbing for my injury in 2018. Mm -hmm. um, I was rehabbing alongside another athlete who is an athlete, athlete ally ambassador, um, very outspoken um, uh, ally, and I wanted to be able to get involved with that. There's, there's not, I, I wish I could, um, could say that I've done more with them. Um, they, their headquarters are in, are in uh, New York, and uh, I, I'd love to be able to you know, get in, involved with as much as possible. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's, there's absolutely more that I can do that I just am, am excited to do, but, um, yeah, yeah, Janelle Farias is the, um, she's a, a Mexican soccer player who I was, um, working alongside and she was the one who kind of got me involved. And, um, I think you're seeing a lot more and more people, um, become ambassadors for them and to be, um, you know, people who really want to be, um, you know, straight allies, gay, gay allies, um, people who are. Uh, you know, just want to fight alongside those people who don't necessarily have as many people to uh, defend them and to be able to, um, you know, fight alongside them. Uh, why, why is that such an important cause to you? Because um, I don't think sports are something that uh, should, you know, the, be able to, the ability to be able, be able to play sports is uh, something that should be dependent on what your orientation is, what your gender, uh, what you identify your gender as. Um, you know, there are LGBTQ kids are, I think, um, three times or four times as likely to quit sports as a child than their straight counterparts. Um, they, you know, there is a, a stigma in a lot of different sports that only have just started to kind of um, get any kind of uh, lash, you know, lash back at, uh, at certain uh, behaviors that uh, make LGBT, the LGBTQ population uncomfortable. Um, and increasing their, com their comfortability in something as uh, universal as sports is really important to me. And it does seem like that's one of those causes where it, there is a little bit of a gap there still, where maybe yeah. it, it's something that we, you know, we aren't seeing, you know, seeing more and more professional athletes kind of um, take up that cause is, is a good thing because they're just, there's still a little bit of a gap there and kind of Absolutely. getting that message out there, I think. Yeah. And being, you know, being a, um, an, an ally in that fight is, is important to me because I want to show that, you know, there are people in the, you know, in the football world that um, have your back. I do need to ask, I always ask guys this um, when I talk to former quarterbacks, do you miss it? Yeah. You know, there's definitely a part of me that, that misses it, but I think it's the same part of me that misses, you know, playing basketball on a team or playing baseball on a team. It's like, it, it's part of my, you know, sports history that I can, you know, go back to at some point and, you know, play all time quarterback when I'm in my forties or something in the, in the family Turkey bowl. That's gotta be something too, that like, you know, if, if you make the roster, you're going to stay in Alex Van Pelt's uh, ear a little bit, Kevin Stefanski's ear and go, Hey, you know, I, I played quarterback a little, if you guys have a, if you guys can dial up a trick play or something. Yeah, you know, I, I know my place for sure, but um, I think you know, I, I'm I'm I think Coach Stefanski knows my uh, my previous uh, experience with quarterback, so I'm hoping to I'm hoping to um, you know hopefully have something uh, up his sleeve. All right. Um, so again, uh, if you want to do the virtual hangout with Johnny Stanton, you go to uh, let me find the uh, the URL here. It's UnitedWay.org/hangout. Yeah, it's easy to find through my social media, Johnny Stanton Ivy.
All right, perfect. Well, uh, Johnny, I appreciate you taking the time and uh, somebody's gonna have a good time on this virtual hangout, I think. Uh, it's, uh, Absolutely, I'm, I'm excited for sure. I know I'll have a good time. And my thanks to Johnny for joining us again. If you wanna have a chance to win that virtual hangout you have until May 31st, I'll tell you about it again. To support the United Way of Greater Lorain County and help with their efforts with COVID-19 relief, you can enter the contest by visiting unitedway.org slash hangout. Select Johnny Stanton from the list of players and make a donation. Donations start at $10, and the chances of winning the virtual hangout increase incrementally with larger donations. Each player offers a list of activities from which winners can choose. Stanton's activities include a question and answer session, virtual workout, video gaming session, or cooking class. And I'm sure after hearing Johnny talk here on that podcast, you can see there's a lot of things uh, that you could choose from that would be a lot of fun. Okay, we'll be back with this uh, all week long. We're back to our every single weekday schedule after taking Monday off. I'm Dan Lobby. Thanks for listening, everybody.